up to and including death. I am Dr. Patricia Brewer. And I am John Brewer, no doctor. Mr. John Brewer. Sir, not Mr. was my dad. <laughs> well, we are here uh, a week late. Yeah, sorry about that. We were naughty, even though you actually had lots of time off last week. Yeah, you just didn't ever want to do it. Why are you blaming me for these things? Because it's easier. You didn't want to do them either. I wasn't fine doing it. It's not about not wanting to do it. I I don't know. I think that we just didn't find the time, but we did do Supernatural. Yep. I'm looking forward to doing Supernatural again for this week. I think we're on a roll. Though I'm pretty annoyed that the uh, two of the major like actors slash directors from the show Supernatural, not the main leads, but that come up later on in the series, are like starting their own rewatch pod. Well, we just got to stay ahead of them with more episodes. More episodes, because we are already pretty far ahead of them. Yeah, we're almost done with season one. But then we could go back and like listen to the. I could listen to theirs and steal all their wisdom. We can do a commentary on theirs and tell them why they're wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're not really telling people. No, nothing. like, like, like we're we're telling people what's happening and somewhat interpreting things and having little contests, right? Yeah, from a doctor of philosophy's point of view. Yeah, and from a husband's point of view. Yeah. And we're gonna rank them: a husband and oh. novice. A husband and a novice. Yeah, that's what you are. And when oh, it comes to supernatural, I you were talking about I was a husband and you were a novice. I'm like, you're an expert. No, no. You've been published on Supernatural. I have been published on your butt. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you guys, um, should we tell, I should tell people what happened this week, which is that sometimes I'll joke around and I'll say butt stuff. Yeah, I know. And I accidentally said it in the hearing of, of the 14-year-old child. The hearing? That she heard me say it. Oh, and I thought she went to court. And, I and didn't the know thing about is, it. like, she doesn't know that I know what butt stuff is. So she's like, Trish, that doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? I thought you know, I was like pooping, you know, because I'm playing yeah. off my not my ridiculousness. She's like, Trish. And then she starts to whisper what it means. And I'm like, no, 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 don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'll let it be a secret. Yeah. It's just farts. Um, it's just for farts. It's just for farts. Um, John, what are we doing today? Oh, so- we're watching a Stephen King adaptation of Cell. Yeah. So we're on our Stephen King part of our loop that we do. Yes. And the Stephen King is what started this all. The original plan for our podcast was actually to watch Stephen King movies. And the books. And, and, the, and, and read books. the books at the same time and all that good stuff. Um, but since then, we have come to our senses because there's just there's a lot to, yeah. to mine here. I don't and, have the time to read a Stephen King book every week when I no. work full-time, full-time student and four kids. Well, I'm also reading them in order. Yeah. And they're not you know, done in order and the, and the way things are done are just different. So it's I think it's better this way. Um, and now that you have a fancy wheel. Yeah. And this one, the wheel might have done us dirty. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Initial research on this film. Yeah? Want to tell me about what this, what's this about? Okay. Well, the, the storyline is when a strange signal pulsates through cell, through all cell phone networks worldwide, it starts a murderous epidemic of epic proportions when users become bloodthirsty creatures and a group of people in New England are among the survivors to deal with the ensuing chaos after. Because they don't have cell phones. 
They're extra. <laughs> yeah, it's all the hipsters with no cell phones. Yeah. And but, like the super old people. I mean, it sounds like it should be like all of the stand. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds nice. Like Yeah. But Well, it does have Samuel L. Jackson and And John Cusack. John Cusack. Well, when the first thing I read was this never made it to the theaters and was only a VOD <laughs> release. It made oh. me think something was wrong. Wait, this was a VOD release? Only VOD in the United States. Oh my gosh. Samuel L. Jackson did a movie that did not go to theaters. He used to be the mo- highest grossing actor. Oh, he still does movies that go. That's what frightened me and about this. Him and Harrison Ford go back and forth who has the most money grossed from their films. It's just the production studio must have watched this movie and just went, nope. Absolutely. Like there was nothing to be done. Yeah. Okay, well, why so, don't you tell me some reviews of this movie? Okay, well, we'll start with the rating on IMDb. Okay, yeah. Which is uh, a 4.4. It's still pretty good. I've seen worse. Horror. Yeah. But then you go to Rotten Tomatoes. I've enjoyed worse. And it's uh, an 11% tomato meter and a 17% audience. But to be fair... To be fair... To be fair... Um, uh, wasn't, uh, oh crap, what's it called? I'm trying to like think of it. Wasn't, um, fucking, oh, wasn't Ripper Letter from Hell with very similar ratings? Uh, I don't think there was a tomato meter on Ripper. It was either, no, there was a tomato meter, but there wasn't an audience score. Was that how it was? Because there were like tomatoes. It was like, it was around 11, I think. I don't remember, but, but, uh. We have some some uh, critic reviews here. Excellent. I want to hear what the what the critics have to say. Ooh, I don't see any positives. Um, I don't know if there are any. <laughs> there was six out of fifty five were positive, but they're none of the top critics. Okay. So we got from Steve Green of IndieWire says, "This is the undead equivalent of fast food. Some might find comfort in all these known qual- quantities. Those looking for anything of substance would be better." Better to wait for an upgrade. I like this guy, Kevin Mayer, that's next to him. You want to read that one? A deeply silly horror movie. (laughs) He's from the the Times UK, so it's a very British thing. It's just silly. It's very silly. (laughs) And Jeffrey McNabb of The Independent, also in the UK. This surprisingly clunky Stephen King adaptation starts badly and goes downhill. Oof. I mean, this is one of his later books, right? Like his more recent books? Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of him in terms of what books we have on the bookshelf. And I know this one's like a lot later on. And Peter Bradshaw says, Cusack and Jackson aren't on their finest acting forms. And this is one to forget. Oh. So, I mean, it's it's uh, a lot of that. I think Cusack was in a lot of weird horror thriller movies in the 2000s. Yeah, he where did a he, couple of Stephen King ones. Yeah, and he also did um, a couple of like real-life horror movie, movies. Like He played a few serial killers, like that Alaskan serial killer that killed all those women and was able to do it because Alaska doesn't give a shit about prostitutes, or sex workers, rather. I don't know. Well, or at I least guess, they didn't Well, he time. probably saw his, like, his youth as deteriorating, and he can't be the lead man in movies anymore. Okay, that's a little harsh. What? He's- his youth is deteriorating? Yeah. He's like 50. I know. That's not the age you play for, like, I'm going to hold a boombox outside of a teenage girl's window. Yeah, I guess he's not George Clooney, huh? No, oh, he's John Cusack. Or Paul Rudd. He must be so pissed looking at Paul pictures of Paul Rudd. Because, <laughs> like, like, they're Benjamin kind of Button. like the same time period. 
But Paul Rudd got slightly oh, less no. goofy over time. Cusack is way before Paul Rudd. Really? Yeah, Paul Rudd started in Clueless in the 90s. Yeah? Cusack was doing, like, Say Anything in, like, 84. Really? Yeah, he's got, like, oh. a 10-year jump Clueless on is such a good movie. It is. It's based on Simpsons. And, uh, it's not Simpsons. It's based on um, Emma, the Jane Austen novel. Did you know oh, that? Oh, I thought you were talking about the dog. The dog just perked up his ears. Oh, Emma. Sorry. Emma's a girl. Yeah. John Cusack started in uh, 16 Candles in 84. Yeah, he's 55. He actually yeah. looks really good for a 55-year-old. Yeah, but he's not going to... He played... But isn't Paul Rudd also 50? Probably. Because they both passed that one barrier. 52. Yeah. But, yeah, the Wilfred Brimley line. But John Cusack was, like, he played the wholesome, squeaky clean, yeah. like, I'm going to melt your heart. And now he's like, I'm going to melt your face and yeah. eat your genitals. I think that's great. It's a good good form for him. But like, I think he's the good guy in this one. But Paul Rudd plays the leading man now. He's, like, an inept superhero, or he is, like, the aging, like, he's supposed to be an aging, handsome man. Yeah. You know? That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're an aged, less handsome man because nope. you are like a you're like a fine wine that just continues to age well, John. But getting back to sell, okay. the thing that made me realize this was a VOD only. Yeah, was I was looking up uh, the box office. Wow, it made one point three million worldwide. Wow, and I'm like that's not right. <laughs> wow, it was re released in two thousand eighteen and did just not in do China great. only in China. Yeah, it did the best in Italy. Or made 324000 Why Why did this not come out in the U.S.? It only cracked the top 1,000 movies in one country, and that was Bolivia. Well, I wonder if it's one of those things where because it didn't do well in the where it started, it made $51. It made $51 in the U.K. <laughs> what the hell? How do you make $51? That's not even... They must have one showing and, like... Four guys showed up. Including John Cusack and his family? Was it just them? I don't know. How did they only have that many? I don't know. It must have been one screen, one showing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and that's from Box Office Mojo. Do you think it was one screen, one showing because they wanted to be considered for, like, the UK like the UK, like Oscars or something? It doesn't sound like anybody had any hopes of this movie I doing just, anything. How did it get made? I want to see the... Isn't there a podcast called How Did This Get Made? Yes, there is. I want to see the one on this one. Uh, they didn't do one on this one. Okay. So we've got the plot. He, he, John Cusack's going to try to find his kid, which I feel like there's a lot of movies that are apocalyptic where John Cusack is trying to find his kid. You know, and yes, but on another note, this is the second Cusack, Samuel L. Jackson, Stephen King movie. What? What was the first one? 1408. What's that one? That's where John Cusack um, checks into a hotel room yeah. and crazy shit ensues. Ooh, I haven't seen that. It's actually really good. Ooh, I've never even heard of that. Well, we'll be watching that one, too, because that is on the list as well. That, Excellent. That was in 2007, so nine years later. They come back. To, the party is back together again. They went to the well one too many times, apparently. <laughs> it's like, uh, like they're like, oh, they, they did such a good job. Well, you know, maybe it's like a really good movie and not enough people have seen it to give it like... That's possible. I mean, going to VOD in 2016 too, I mean, I suppose... It's possible that something happened in 2016 that made them want to make this direct to... Yeah. You know, like there could have been a shooting or something. I'm trying to think back to 2016. I mean, I mean streaming, was was still, streaming was still very popular. Yeah, but was, not... 
video on demand was not really a thing people... Well, the new films did not go to VOD very often. No. So, I don't know. All right, okay. But I guess we're going to find out. Okay, so we're going to watch it on Amazon Prime with apparently a thousand commercials. Yeah. Um, which I'm excited about. And we might actually do the pausing on this one by commercial break, but we'll see how we feel about it. Um, John, I'm a little concerned about this. I'm feeling a little bit, you know, a bit weak in my heart today. And I was just wondering if I don't want to, I want to make sure I don't get too scared. Okay. Well, I Do you can, have anything to help me? I can always go to the parent's guide. Okay. Tell me what's this, going on. This parent's guide is super sparse. <laughs> okay. Sex and nudity? None. Oh. Well, good, considering the actors playing in this one. <laughs> well, you didn't talk about Cusack. Violence and gore is severe. Ooh. There's a, quite a bit of zombie eating, apparently. Oh, well, I guess I know what the movie's about now. Well, yeah, we already read the tagline. Me, 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 me. But and there is a, a, a scene included that uh, it's a woman getting punched in the face repeatedly. Ouch. Doesn't that sound wonderful, huh? Ouch. Man being stabbed in the stomach. It's no good. Yeah. Are these zombies being stabbed in the stomach and punched in the face? I, I'm not going to go into detail because I don't want to spoil Okay, that's fair. And then you go to profanity, mild. With Samuel L. Jackson in it? No examples giving. Okay. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking, mild. The okay. only example is drinking. Oh. So I guess there's some drinking. Yeah. Frightening and intense scenes are also severe. Ooh. Though no examples are given in okay. the parents' guide. I mean, the frightening and intense scenes are kind of funny because it's always like the ambience yes. of this horror movie is it's scary. Really like, what the fuck? dark in the rooms. <laughs> There's a bad guy, and when he's on the screen, it makes scary music. And also, he kills a lot of people. Oh, Star Wars? <laughs> You're silly. Okay. Well, do you think we should watch this movie? Yeah, I'm scared too. Is there anyone else in it that we know besides the titular? Um, the only one that I personally knew was uh, Stacy Keach. Who's that? Uh, he was really popular in the '80s, character oh, okay. actor. Okay. But um, billed pretty highly are Isabel Furman. Okay. Who was? Uh, I think she was third billed, right after. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and John Cusack. Do you think yeah. people sued to get their names off of this? Like that one Texas Chainsaw murder movie? I, I don't think so. I didn't see anything. There's nothing really anything about this. And Owen Teague. Okay. Is uh, who a Rotten Tomatoes list says, lists as the fourth okay. red star. But they're literally the only ones with yeah, The pictures. other ones don't even have pictures. Yeah, so this sounds like it's going to be a great film. It sounds like they maybe should have made this as a made-for-TV movie. Well, Well, and it was directed by Todd Williams. I don't know if that does anything for you. It does nothing for me. Okay, well. Okay, your notification that you have to take a psychology exam. Yep. Just came up on your computer, but you'll have to watch this first. (laughs) Yep, I just wanted to. And drink beers and watch the cell. Should we keep going? Or should we get going? I wish this was the cell. It is just cell. What is the cell? That's the J-Lo movie. There's a J-Lo movie called The Cell? Yeah, and it's it's awesome. Is that one of the ones where she like decides to like get her power back by killing someone? No, no, it's supernatural, like uh, science really? fiction. Yeah. Oh, that's what I keep thinking we're watching. From two thousand, not... it is two thousand. It's really good too. I like this. Is one. that on our list? It's not. I. It does fall. It says crime, horror, sci-fi. So yeah, if you wanted to watch it, we could put it on the list. Yeah, let's put it on the list. That sounds great. Okay, yeah. let's uh, let's watch Cell. 
With Samuel Jackson. Yeah, this is one where she goes into a serial killer's brain through technology. That's cool. Okay, let's watch Cell with Samuel L. Jackson and John, Jason Johnson. John, John Cusack. John Cusack. Let's go. Hey, John. Hi. We're nine minutes in and six seconds. Yeah. We had about, I, I, it felt like three hours of shaky cam footage of an airport. Yeah, I know that made you a little uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I have motion sickness, so we'll see how I do on this movie. <laughs> start yakking. If I start yakking, it's not the wine, it's the uh, it's the motion sickness. Sure, you're setting it up already to overdrink. So I can't even, like, I can't even uh, watch the John Wick movies. Anyway, so uh, John Cusack is the dad who's not been home for a, for a year, mm-hmm. and he just sold something, I guess, pictures or... I think it's like a storyline for a video game yeah, or a movie some, or something. something or other. He sold it. It's going to become a huge deal, and he wants to go see his son. He FaceTimes his son, but then his phone runs out of juice, mm-hmm. you see, and he's trying to charge it. He can't get anything charged. He gets to a pay phone, and then, like, after he hangs up on the wife who's like don't come home i hate you she didn't say that no she's just like you just can't you don't get to just come home after a year away oh and because she was asking him stuff like are you gonna celebrate are you gonna celebrate alone yeah so i guess he's been whoring and he's been drinking probably i assume being a stephen king book he's an artisty dude he probably has a drinking problem uh, I That's just a assume. lot to assume. Yeah, you're assuming. That, like, every single Stephen King novel is an, a writer that's a drunk? Not all of them. Okay. This is a later one, too. Okay, that's true. But anyway, he definitely has issues, and he um, and he wants to go home and see his kid, but everyone in the airport just lost their goddamn minds. Yeah, everybody was, who was on a cell phone. Everyone who was on the cell phone, which so many people are just on their cell phones instead of, like, yeah. talking to each other... And, like, having a conversation in person. But nobody does that at airports anyway. I know. Who wants to ever do that? Nobody. Anyway, so, like, they all kind of, like, get a something high-pitched goes into their ears. They start turning out horrible liquids and... And they turn into rage monsters. And it's interesting because they don't... They fight each other and yeah. anyone around them. But not, it's not all, like, rage killing other people. It's also, like, a lady bashed her own brains in. Yeah, they're just violent outbursts to yeah. whatever's there. Right now, John Cusack just got attacked by a chef with a giant knife. But, like, other people are just fighting other rage monsters. So it's just, yeah, like, whoever happens like, to be near them. The police are out there just shooting rage monsters. Going like, we don't know what the fuck's going on. I know. And he's like, you're just going to shoot that guy? It's like, John Cusack, that guy just yeah. almost knifed you. He's like, we have no idea what's going on. Yes, we're going to shoot It's people. like, you just saw that same guy murder someone by gutting him. Yeah, and he tried to murder you. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to shoot them. People, am I right? Yeah. Should we keep going? Yeah. All right. So far, so good. Okay, it's not that much further. It's 12 minutes and 29 seconds in. But uh, John Cusack makes it to the train, the subway, at the airport, where he gets on the train. He gets saved by someone that pulls him in, you know. Yeah. Um, and because no one was able to use the phone because they're on the subway. And he's like, don't use your cell phone. Yeah. And John, and so they're like, John Cusack's like, let's get the conductor. Let's get out of here. And it, the conductor is? Samuel L. Jackson. So Samuel Jackson's like, well, we could walk, but we're not driving anywhere. Like, this is not going to happen. Yeah, and everything's city gonna... shut down the power. Yeah, someone shut down the power. city shut down the power. And if, if it's not back on in 24 hours, the whole system's going to flood. You're all going to drown. 
And so John Cusick's like, yeah, let's walk. Let's walk right now. And everyone's like, no, we got to stay. And he's like, I don't care. Let's go. Let's go. And then this one guy, random white bro number 27 that says things like deuces, says, I'll go with you. And I feel like he might be the one to die first. Uh, he's going to die before Cusack and Jackson. Oh, yeah. I think he is going to use his cell phone first. He's probably got it. He's going to hold on. I got a signal finally. Yep. That's what's going to happen. That is my prediction. What is yours? How do you think uh, he's going to die? I don't know. Eaten by a, a train? Sure. Okay. Let's go. It was by X immediately after. Hey, John. Hey, you. Us two are like bugs who have just avoided the stomp of the giant's foot. That's three. Us, I know, but I, it was just <laughs> oh, two of us. Yeah. I guess you can count Loki as three. He's sitting right next to the microphone. I don't know if he's, his purrs can be heard. I don't know if he's purring right now. He's not right now. So, in any case, we have 49 seconds to discuss this. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to... Give a quick recap of what happened. Um, well, they ran off to... Where did we leave off? We left off where we... Shabby okay, thanks, guy. Loki. Yeah, the DJ, DJ Liquid, Liquid, he got immediately axed in the chest after yeah. we discussed him. Um, those two escaped and went to John Cusack's apartment yeah. where they ran in... Where it turns out that John Cusack's phone's out of juice. Um, he tries to text his wife, his ex, I guess his... his son. His son or whatever, but it came back all garbled and stuff. So, yeah. like... They're thinking the texting doesn't work as a way to kill you or whatever, but uh, they put uh, they put Samuel L. Jackson's phone in the freezer. Yeah, he said it makes the battery last longer. I don't know if I believe that. I've never heard that before. Maybe I'll no, look it up. Because I've actually had the opposite where when my phone gets cold, my battery dies. Yeah, I don't know. It seems weird. But Samuel, I mean, it's not against the like out of the understanding of the world where Samuel Jackson might think that that would make it last longer. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't think it actually does. I don't know. We'll see. John's looking it up. He's doing the quick research that you come to expect here and up to it, including death. What we got? That actually works. Awesome. Well, that that means yeah. that my phone should last a lot longer up here. Putting them in a lower temperature essentially decreases the self-discharge rate. Oh. A number of studies have shown that storing batteries in the freezer helps them retain their charge longer. Including lithium-ion batteries? Huh. Chemical okay. reactions are slowed down at lower temperatures. Well, in any case, um, they go to John Cusack's apartment to hole up, and one of the neighbors comes covered in blood. She's a young girl. John Cusack's being nice, and he's like, oh, I've got um, my girlfriend left some pants here. You can use her clothes. Yep. So John Cusack's had girlfriends, even though he's got a wife. Yeah, well, he's, he's been know, gone for a year. You know what that would happen to you if you did that? <laughs> Death. Oh, good to know. Like stabbing in the chest. No like girlfriends, just like, wife. Like DJ Liquid? Like, just like DJ Liquid. <laughs> but in any case, in any case, that's kind of where we're at. Samuel Jackson's given some weird visions. They just got like a, they just got a phone call, but they decide not to answer it, obviously. Yeah. Um, Samuel Jackson is acting kind of funny, and I'm wondering if it's going to be one of the Stephen King movies where this the, the real challenge is the survivors. Oh. Because John Cusack wants to go see his his wife and kid yeah. and go take care of them. And Samuel Jackson's like, they're dead. And he doesn't believe them, so they're going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. All right. I'm at a loss. Should we watch it? 22 minutes and 42 seconds in. Let's yeah. go. 
Okay, so things are escalating. Kind of. Or not. It's Things calm down. Things kind of calm down. It's the next morning and they decide he wants to go find his family in Kent Pond, which he says weirdly. Wow, it's Kent Pond. He pronounces it all at once, Kent Pond. Um, So they're all gone off and they've left the comfort of his house. We're relative safety, but they couldn't stay there forever, but what's so okay. And like, the zombies are now, they're all, the zombies in this movie are, they're alive. Yeah, they're not zombies. Well, they're zombie-ish. Yeah. Yeah, they're alive, and they're smarter, and they're faster. Yeah. They know how to use tools and guns. Yeah. Well, they know how to use tools, definitely. But uh, they are kind of on the hunt. They're no longer killing each other. They're on the hunt for living beings, and they do rip living beings apart and bite them up. But they're living beings. Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) non-zombied, non-cell-phoned. Um, and so we saw see some people on a motorcycle just drive their motorcycle right into the zombie herd and get eaten. Um, where the, yeah, they made crunchy bone sounds. Yeah, where the woman that they had picked up saying, should we help them? Yeah. Like, no. So they run off and, like, they're running away. They, they go past a house that has, like, a bunch of guns. They go inside and get some guns. And then once they use a gun, every zombie in the world comes after, or every zombie in the area comes after oh. them. Because they're noisy. Because they're noisy. That's what guns are. And so these noisy guns have made a noisy sound, and they have a bunch of people chasing them together. And then at sunset, all the weird people, zombie people... Yeah, they made, they made crinkly cell phone sounds. Yeah, they make crinkly cell phone like fax machine fax, yeah. sounds at the sunset, and then they all, in a line, walk somewhere together holding their hands yeah. on other people's shoulders... Um, and so that's weird. I wonder if this is like Scientology. <laughs> that's the metaphor or something? Yeah. I've also been thinking that it looks like this definitely has the feel of a movie where the funding to finish it got pulled. So they had all the scene shot and they had enough in the, to like put it to make it a movie. But the producers were like, we're not going to finish it really with music or with like the color... There's some, I mean, there doesn't seem to be a lot of any VFX besides, like, the smoke is always in the same exact angle, same exact color saturation. Hmm. It's the same smoke pattern, just superimposed onto you, different you things. You pay to CG smoke, just just use it everywhere. Yeah, there's one C, CG plume, and now it's in everything. Yeah. It's the Wilhelm scream of smoke. Yeah. It's yeah. A, they're saving money here. It's frugal, yeah. frugal uh, yeah. movie making. So they're walking to New Hampshire. Should we keep going? Yeah. Let's go. So this insane music that you're currently listening to is apparently a meme yeah. from a million years ago. It's Trollolo guy. It's Trollolo guy, a meme from 22 years ago. No, 2010. Oh, I thought you said 20. No, 2000. No, 2010. Okay. Is and when... so from 12 years ago, this was a meme. In 2010, this was a meme, and in 2016. All of the weird, creepy zombie people are sleeping inside of a, what looks like a track. a soccer field. A soccer field. And they're all listening to... They're transmitting this song. They're transmitting this song, and they're also listening to the song on their cell phones, which all have battery power for some reason. Yeah. So... As we were watching this, I'm like, 
you were like, what's this crazy music? And I'm like, why do I know this song? I know. It's very bizarre. So they're all listening to it. It's coming from their mouths. And so they ran into like this. So the teacher. Okay. So they go to, they, they, the, our intrepid trio has run into a creepy headmaster and his scholarship boy, <laughs> who introduces himself as "I'm a scholarship kid," which I can definitely see this all coming from a place in Stephen King where he's probably got a very incredibly rich backstory for this scholarship kid. Yeah, and for some reason, well, we'll find out when we read the book. When we read the book, but I, I just I can't imagine that Stephen King was as clunky as the kid saying, well. "I'm a scholarship boy." I'm pretty sure it's just like. He is a scholarship boy, and he didn't have a cell phone because he has no money because he's probably a fucking orphan wow. or something. You know a Stephen King novel is going to have more backstory than an over in 38 minutes. I know, but I mean, movie. just that line was so weird. The yeah. explanation for why this one creepy kid doesn't have a cell phone. Because <laughs> I'm a scholarship boy. I'm a scholarship boy. Um, so, yeah, they're now going to burn everyone but that's this sleeping. Is, yeah. All the zombies are about to get burned by gas. And John Cusack doesn't like the idea of it. Uh, he doesn't mind driving over the bodies. No, not now. In a spare truck. He's but like laughing at how was, mushy they are. The, you're the one laughing your ass off at how mushy <laughs> they are. You're like scrunching and scrunching. Well, that was like when they first showed all these bodies laying in the soccer field sleeping. My first thing was, why don't you just cover them in gasoline and burn the whole thing? Yeah. And then like five minutes later, they're like, we got a spreader truck and gasoline pumps. <laughs> Also, read my goddamn mind. Why does this fucking like teacher, the, the headmaster of this boys' school, have a spreader truck and a tank oh, full of gasoline? Well, the gasoline's separate, but the spreader truck is for watering the soccer field. That sounds dirty. Well, they, he said that's oh, how. Oh, you just got so disappointed with he me. He said that's how the grass keeps it so green. I don't they, know. I just feel like. It's a lot worse than no, happening. I want him to burn this pile of well, bodies. I think we're about to see what, what. Can you look up between this time and uh, between the in, in next scenes or whatever? How much it cost to make this movie? I'm that's, curious of what the budget of this film is. That's something that I had a hard time finding, but yeah. I will look deeper. Let deeper, deeper. Yeah, I mean, because it just doesn't. It doesn't. It didn't. Obviously, did not make whatever cost. But I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, here Eli Roth wanted to do this movie. Oh. But the studio did not want to do it the way he wanted to. So either they would have had an Eli Roth film that probably would have been a big hit, but they had a made-for-VOD movie that was not. Yeah, I'm, I'm just so curious about it because like, I think we're about to see what the actual budget was spent on on the entire movie. Probably the CGI people in the middle of the soccer field because I don't think they could have afforded to fill a soccer field full of humans. But I also don't think they could afford to fill it full of CGI people. So I, I'm very... Yeah, and drive over it with a... Yeah, with a thick car. Well, so, you know, where is this from? This is from the numbers. The numbers where data and the movie business meet. Wow. It made... Well, it made uh, twice as much on uh, DVD sales. Well, people actually bought it. Yeah. And We're some people bought it. Blu-rays. Okay, well, I mean, twice it made $2 million. Yeah. But I really am curious as to, like, how much this movie costs. Well, okay, let's see a full financials. No, you don't have... Nothing. Okay, well, this is very interesting. Let's look at this. Let's let's turn the movie back on, and we can just Google this on our phones. Okay. Hopefully not to be destroyed by our phones in the process. <gasps> okay. <laughs> Okay. 
honestly, John. Yes. It's pretty good. I I fucking love this movie. It's so, great. <laughs> okay, I, there's I been some terrible CGI. The CGI is god awful. But like the story is pretty fucking good. The acting is great. The acting's so good. I was expecting it to be terrible. Besides the whole creepy kid thing, but that's just like whoever edited that whole situation was bad. But like, so they've got the creepy kid from the school. They yep. brought with them. A, you know, of course the the gasoline thing didn't go oh, yeah. so well. Well, it went fairly well. And except the gasoline truck exploded, and then like the the yeah, teacher the, died. Yeah, the old guy took some shrapnel. Yeah, and the old guy did mention that he thinks that they're revolving. So that's like a part of yep. it, right? And so um, Samuel Jackson and John Cusack, and then the girl, the like seventeen year old, and then like the twelve year old boy, um, are all going together now. Mm-hmm. They picked up the boy from the school. Yeah, there's a, they, there's a town in Maine. Yeah. That everybody's going to. Well, there's a town in Maine that everyone's going to, and they're they're like at a bar. Yep. And it's like a, there's a note on the side of the bar saying go to this town. Yep. No because phone. yeah, because there's no phones in this town. It's like a radio free zone. Yeah, there's no cell phone towers or nothing there. Yeah, it's like the Monongahela National Forest. Yeah. Um, which is like another thing. Whatever you said. It's in West Virginia. Well, that's wonderful. Okay, fine. But it's like there's some there's some places that are like no cell cell tower yeah. zones. Yeah. Um. So now we started calling it the Pulse. Yeah. That's the thing that went through and changed everybody, right? Um. Yeah. They're at this bar. They're having a nice night together. And like John Cusack. So they've all realized that. So before they get to this bar, they spend the night inside of a diner before they get to the bar. And like. When they leave the diner, well, first of all, they have a horrible nightmare. When they all have the same creepy guy in the nightmare. Yep. And it is the guy that John Cusack has been drawing in his graphic novel. Yep. And he just think it's, thinks it's the devil. And so then they leave the um, they leave their diner, and there is a big pile of molten cell phones outside. Yeah. yeah. And their phones start calling them. Yep. And so Alice, I think her name is, she yep. leaves her cell phone there on the pile. They get to the bar. Of course, things go bad because this older woman who is thirsty for Samuel Jackson. <laughs> oh, yeah, for all of them. All of them, but especially Mr. Jackson, because yeah. who wouldn't be? But anyway, so she goes to the door because she hears scratching, and it turns out that these uh, people are now able to transmit the message through their voices. Yep. And so she gets it. She lets everyone in. Craziness ensues. All the bad guys are dead, but Alice, the girl, has been slammed in the back of the head with yeah. an with a baseball bat, and she's this girl is twitching. Yeah, she's doing a good job acting. She is. She looks like I was concerned for her. <laughs> it's like I feel like this. I feel bad for the people involved in this movie because this is a good movie that is clearly hampered by a lower budget. Yeah, if it, if it had a higher budget to fix the editing issues and the cgi yeah like the story and the acting are there yeah and even like yeah i mean i would say a reshoot with the creepy kid saying like, that he's a trust fund kid or, or he's yeah. a scholarship kid but, but most of the script is good i don't know if, if samuel l jackson got to ad lib and stuff yeah but he's got some great lines in oh this man movie. it's good it's really good i don't i mean I don't know if I'm just so down the rabbit hole well, reading Stephen King right now where I'm just like, yep, this sounds like Stephen King, all right. I think it's because we came in with such low expectations. Yeah. You go in like 11% Rotten Tomatoes and you're like, oh, well, fuck. This I is- keep waiting for it to be bad, but nothing has been like the plot's pretty great. 
because yeah. it came from Stephen King. I think the only the people are like the burning the bodies on the soccer field. The CGI was bad. It was pretty. It bad. It was worse than Supernatural TV show. Yeah, CGI, which came out in two thousand five. Yes, thank you. It looks way better on there. Yeah, but I think it, yeah, it is pretty wild to me. Um, I'm, I'm, maybe it gets worse. Who knows? Should we keep going? Yeah. All right, let's go. Oh no, John. What? The kid's gone to Cashwalk, even though we know that it's a trap because there's an Indian casino there and they put in a, a cell phone tower at the well, casino. We don't know it's a trap. That was just one lady said it was a trap. No, but it, like all the signs everywhere say it's go to Cashwalk. Yeah. yeah, but we don't know that. It's a trap. Sure. Well, that's what we think it is. Okay. The kid has gone to Cashwalk. They've made it to his house, finally. And the kid is not there. This definitely has some stand vibes. Definitely, yeah. But not in a bad way. I mean, no. I feel like I feel like if anyone has earned looking back at the similar things he's done in the past and re- oh. revisiting them, it's Stephen King. Stephen King has talked about that about when he wrote uh, from a Buick Eight and stuff. Yeah. He's like, I keep rewriting my books. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I like it. I mean, it's so good though. Yeah. Oh, God, this movie is fun. Okay, I so really, I really want to read this book because The Stand is my favorite book. Yeah. So if I can find another one similar, yeah. written by the same guy. But why just like I? slightly different plot lines. Yeah. And he's just killed his ex wife. Yeah, they found her Was in she? the attic, locked up in the attic. And he let her out, and she almost killed both of him and Samuel L. Jackson. Um, he went into his kid's room and smelled his shirt and then trashed the room. But she was wearing a red hoodie. She was wearing a red hoodie, and her face was, like, all janky when she attacked so him. So she looked kind of like the demon. and Yeah, the devil and the hoodie was on. And then, like, after she got shot a bunch of times, her face was clean again. Yeah, so it might have been him imagining her as the devil. Yes. who wouldn't imagine their ex as the devil? I don't think in real life she's wearing a red hoodie. I think she's wearing a red blouse. Yeah, but it looked like a red hoodie when yeah, she popped out of the door. It definitely did. She looked like a, a woman, like that actress... Dressed up like the bad guy. Yes, for sure. But also, when we saw the bad guy at one point, his eyes were fucked. One of them was fucked up like the girl that died. Because one, the girl that died by getting her head bashed in, yeah. like, one of her eyes was big and black and red or whatever because of the, you know... Maybe he's an amalgamation of everybody. That's left him? Yep. All right, should we go? Yep. Oh, my God. It was such a beautiful, heart-wrenching scene made dirt, made terrible by the worst CGI. It's yeah. like the CGI that is that they put in as a placeholder for the actual CGI. Yeah. This movie needs a reboot. Oh, my God. It just needs someone to edit it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, basically, yeah. same movie edited... I think there might be a little bit more movie because they just like went to commercial right as there. He gets to he's driving all night. There's one cell tower in Kashiwak. He's on his own, and he's and he's been told by this like gun this explosive expert, like who's gone insane that he thinks that he John Cusack is the man that's supposed to be saving everyone. He's supposed to kill the devil, but he's got to let his son go. Mm-hmm. And so he gets to Kashawak, or he gets to, like, a giant cell tower where there's just, like, thousands and thousands of these people, 
like just creepily going around in circles around the cell tower. Yeah. He drives the ice cream truck through there. Which is, he found out is loaded with C4. Yeah, loaded with C4 because he's got a phone call to make. Yes. He's supposed to make a phone call when it's like the last stop. Yep. And so he's he basically thinks he kills the bad guy, doesn't kill the bad guy, and then uh, is about to kill himself or about to make the phone call. Oh, wait, here we go. Well, we'll I'll finish talking. He's about to make the phone call when he sees his son. He's very happy. He sees his son. He hugs him. But then it turns out that his son is one of them. He's a phoner. He's a phoner. And then he hugs his son. The red devil guy is alive again standing by the ice cream truck. So he hugs his son and he makes a phone call and then everything goes boom. Yep. And then I went to commercial. Then These commercials commercial. are so perfectly timed. Yeah. It was like right during the thing. But we have seven minutes left. So should we yeah. watch it? Yeah. Okay. Let's go. So, John, I'm going to turn yes. the volume down a little bit and keep it running. So... Because that was the end. We just got Stephen Kinged again. Yeah. It's like this fucking Cujo written all over it. <laughs> this is the spoilers for the movie Cell. So, after we see him blow up himself and his kid, we cut to him walking in the woods with his son, healthy, clean... Yeah. I noticed, I was like, wow, they're really clean, and, like, everything was really bright, and I was like, that's odd that he survived, but okay, that's an interesting, I, and I was like, in my mind, I'm like, did they just give this a Hollywood ending? Because I thought that that was the normal ending we just had. Yeah, not so much, though. No, he's in heaven in his mind, walking around in a giant circle around a cell tower with all the other people. Yeah, in his mind he's walking railroad tracks looking or following the signs of his friends. Going to Canada. And it is pretty dark. What do you think? Yeah. That was pretty good. That was so good. They got done so dirty though. It was such a good movie. Yeah, it was great. Like, it was like an hour and 38 minutes. I think they probably could cut off like eight minutes. Well, I wouldn't cut any minutes. I no? would I would re-edit and put some real CGI in there. Yes. Fix the sound. Could we get like a fan to do this? Is there like a Stephen King fan? Because there's some fan stuff on, on YouTube where people like do it as like an art project or something. Can Maybe I could talk to the art program at Michigan Tech and be like, hey, can I commission this? For someone to make the cell better. Because this was done wrong. Like, it was done so well. Yeah. The, like, the acting and the directing and everything was great. The, the writing, of course, was great. I mean, like, everything was good. And the CGI just absolutely ruins it. And the yeah. sound ruins it. Yeah, the sound we didn't talk about too much. And the sound was kind of terrible. Like, when they're in a place that is supposed to have an echo... It sounds like they recorded it in that place. Yeah. Instead of adding a little bit of post-production that makes it sound like an echo. Yeah, well, they're in the tunnel. I mean, you can hardly hear it. So you get what you pay for. And I think that for they pay, did not pay much for sound engineering or CGI. No. Because I don't expect that this is what like the vision of the director was. Now, I'm curious of what Eli Roth's version of this would have been. Yeah, it would have been more violent, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hiding from the bad guys. And I know we've been watching a lot of really good ones lately, 
I'm not saying that this, this is in the realm even of like how good the first invasion of the body snatchers is. Yeah. But I certainly got that kind of vibe when they're in the apartment. They're watching, like, the bad guys and talking about it together. Like, yeah. it just, that was pretty cool. I like that. I like that. I like that. What do you give it out of five? I'd give it a five out of five. Okay, well. I goddamn love that movie. I, I'm i not too far bef- uh, behind, man. I don't think there's anything about the movie that was the fault of anyone besides whoever produced the movie and didn't let them edit it. Yeah, I think it was a lack of budget. It was a lack of budget that was given up on at some point. Like, yeah. I don't know if they spent all their money paying Samuel L. Jackson $20 million or something. If you can go into this movie and understand that the CGI is going to be bad, the sound's going to be bad, and look past those things. It's so good. Yeah, I went into this thinking it was going to be all garbage. Dude, I went into this thinking we were going to have to stop filming because of the shaky cam, because I was like, I, this is going to give me a migraine and... And, and, like, I'm going to barf. That was so freaking good. It was a great movie. Okay, that was... That's got to be the biggest sleeper of the ones we've seen. I think we've seen movies that we expected not to be great, and they're pretty good. Yeah, but, but this one was the, the lowest rated movie we had watched. And it's amazing. It's awesome. Like, everything about... It's such an odd thing to say, like, everything about this. But I, I guess the thing is, when you're watching a bad movie where... The director thought it was a good thing, or they thought they did a good job, and it's awful. That's different from this, which is they clearly knew that the CGI was fucked on this because that's wow. why it went straight to video. I feel bad for the director because he probably directed this movie and thought this is going to be amazing. Yeah. And then he watched the edited copy at the end and went, and he's like, like "Wait, guys, where's we... the real CGI?" And he's why... like, "That's like that's the placeholder CGI. This why is supposed to be you fix the sound. Why is the burning corpses in the soccer field look like this? Yeah, it looks like uh, you did this on GeoCities. Yeah, it's like, why did nothing get done in post uh, like we said it was going to get done? Oh, you cut the entire production po- like budget afterwards? Like, what happened? That's unfortunate. I need to know more. If you know anyone that was in the production in Atlanta... Uh, that want to tell us what happened, that'd be great. Samuel yeah. L. Jackson, I know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> What's up? I love your work. Could you tell me what happened here? Because it's awesome. It was, yeah, it was... Oh. I, I love this movie. I know! It was, <laughs> it's, it was so good! Yeah. I didn't go in thinking that, where I think I said, like... No! What the fuck did the wheel get us into? But you the know, The wheel like, knows all. Well, I kept thinking... Trust the wheel the, knows trust all. Trust the wheel. Trust the wheel. But, you know, I kept thinking when we were watching it, like, this should have been a made-for-TV movie. But if it was, like, if it was this movie, made-for-TV, but in 2000, with all the same people in it, but in 2000, then it wouldn't have been so jarring and our TVs wouldn't have been, like, whatever fucking 4K nonsense we have in this room. I don't know which one we have. We have a fancy one in here, right? Yeah, it's a 4K. It's a 4K thing, a pretty big TV. So it's like, if it was on a small TV, like my old television that didn't have any... You know, remember that tiny this, one I if had? If this was on a 19-inch CRT, you would have fucking blown your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it. so good. Okay, so now we are um, we are back on track on Shutter Essentials. I don't know yeah. if my brother Steve can join us. I hope he joins us on, on the next one. Oh, we'll have to let him... Well, we'll pick through and yeah. find out what we're going to watch. Let's up. So we've seen some of them, some yeah. of them we haven't. So Witchfinder General is new on here. Yeah, it's a Vincent Price movie from 68. And is most wicked in this gruesome period piece about a sadistic witch hunter, okay? Sounds cool. Total okay. Corn, which we have seen. It was great. Okay. 
Nosferatu the Vampire from 79. Okay, not yeah. Not the original. Phantasm, which I thought we did this on the podcast. Or we did, did I just, not. I just must have watched this. Phantasm's did awesome. Did we watch this together? No, I don't think so. I've seen this movie recently. Okay. Ms. 14, a mute seamstress goes on a... Mute 45. Ms. 45. Ms. 45, a mute seamstress... I've only had one glass of wine this whole time. Um, by the way, Gross's Corner will... Not Gross's Corner. Yeah, Gross's Corner. What was your Gross's Corner for the movie? Um, I guess driving through the crowd of dead bodies. <laughs> scrunching and scrunching with their dead little bodies. That's right. Um, I would say the, her, um, the young girl Alice getting oh. clobbered on the back of the head. I think they spent their budget on... Okay, you got it? Had a foamy beard. Yeah. yeah. I think they spent their budget on, like, her getting slammed in the back of the head. Clearly, they had a good makeup artist. Like, all the makeup and design and, like, the, like, okay, on the movie, the makeup was great. Yeah. Acting was great. Their clothes and stuff were great. Even most of the scenery was good that was actual physical. It's the it's the post-production that dropped the ball. Yeah. The CGI and the sound. That's all the yeah. complaints. Okay. So, anyway, Miss 45, a mute seamstress... seamstress Goes on a killing spree after being assaulted in Abel Ferrara's classic. Yeah. Okay. V or V-I-Y? Another 1967. Yeah. 19th century Russia, a seminary student is forced to spend three nights with the corpse of a beautiful yeah. long, well, young witch. That That's, sounds pretty cool. That does sound pretty cool. What was your uh, What was your Brewer's Brews this time Oh, I'm drinking homebrew. So. You've been drinking homebrew? I was drinking Thanks. Francis Ford Coppola um, Malbec. It's pretty good if they want to sponsor the podcast by sending me wine that'd be great i'm scared um, about how much you need wine i only had one glass tonight i'm kidding that's a joke it wasn't even a full one horror, horror express horror icons peter cushing and christopher lee race to stop a prehistoric vampire carnival of souls from 62 which i've seen i watched that with lee oh um, a woman be- wait oh, go. a woman begins seeing mysterious ghostly figures following her after a car crash Messiah of Evil from 73. A young woman heads a mysterious heads to a mysterious seaside town in search of Hafaja and one of the great cult gems of 70s horror. And we have the little girl who lives down the lane from 77. Ooh, what dark secrets does 13-year-old Ren Jacobs hold? Jodie Foster stars in this classic thriller. House on Haunted Hill. We talked about that before, yeah. City of the Dead. Yeah, I think we talked about that before. A Night of the Living Dead. We've done that before. No, we didn't. Oh, we haven't done that one before. That's the original, original Romero from 68. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker, an amateur scientist uses the bodies of dead hookers to revive his dead girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, boy. I remember being super excited to see that when I was a kid. Yep, because of boobies. Yes. <laughs> The stepfather from 87. After murdering his entire family, a man marries a widow with a teenage daughter in another town, prepares to do it all over again in this classic thriller. Ooh. Now we got The Day of the Beast a from rogue, 98. A rogue priest goes on a twisted spree to prevent the apocalypse in this horror comedy essential. That might be nice to have a comedy. Yeah. Well, we do have uh, another horror comedy coming up soon on the docket. John of the Dead, yes, that's my favorite. It's going to be my choice for after this, right? Yeah, White Zombie, so. there's a lot of these Shutter Essentials. Bella Lugosi plays an evil witch doctor who commands zombies in this horror classic. Yeah. The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Okay, Caligari? No, Caligari, you're right. Okay, German Silent, okay. Then we got Nosferatu, the original Epiphany from 1922. Epiphany of Horror. Yes. 
Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. From 1982. Billy's about to graduate, but Aunt Cheryl wants him all to herself in this twisted cult gym. That's top of the list. Yeah. Okay. Black Sunday? 1960, eventual witch returns to possess her descendant. Okay. We got the ring, which we did. No thanks. Day of the Dead. Uh, we've we... we've done that one definitely with Steve. Did we do Day of the Dead? We did. Yes, we did. We did. Okay. That's the one we did when we were supposed to be the other one. No, we did the other. Oh, that's right. You're yeah, correct. we haven't done the first one. Hellraiser, which is a favorite of mine. Okay, which we that... will do one day for sure. Yeah, definitely. Satan Slave. Yeah, oh, for that. That's from Indonesia. And there's Ginger Snaps. Yep, yep the original Halloween. Halloween, the original Texas Chainsaw, and the Beyond. We've we done did. that. Okay, let's go back again. What was the one with the comedy? Well, we, there's a comedy one, and then there's also the Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Let's do Butcher Beach Baker Nightmare Maker. Let's see if there's a th- um, a trailer. Oh yeah, more info. There's not a trailer. No, it looks like with her nephew Billy about to graduate, the obsessive Aunt Cheryl will go on to murderous lengths to keep him all to herself. Featuring Susan Tyrell in a fearless performance, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker, aka Night Warning. Is a twisted cult gem that must be seen. The cast is Jimmy McNichol, whose name sounds familiar, Susan Tyrell, or Tyrell, and Bo Svensson. And I will look and see if there is a trailer for this. Ooh, well, uh, I'm excited about it. The interwebs. It's kind of hard to make the choices on this one. Maybe Shutter should get a wheel. Don't we- you think that'd be cool for them to have a wheel? I, I feel like they all should have wheels. I, I can do a wheel right after this. We'll, we'll no, talk. I don't think so, because it always changes. What? Bill What's Paxton up? is in this. They don't even start with Bill Paxton as a part of like what it is. No. That is so funny. Oops. He must have a really bit part, and they've just like put him up there because he's one of the, the only... Here's the trailer. Here's the trailer. Terrifying. No power. Oh. Night warning. Night warning. Oh, that it must have been the original name yeah. of it. Ooh. Looks very 80s. It does. We've got a picture of someone coming through the bushes. We've got two people that just had sex, drinking a pop. This is sweaty. This is crazy. This is one of the few. Oh, no. Someone just had a pole go through the car. That's like my nightmare. She looks really I was just going to say that. Yeah. This is one of the few 80s horror movies I have not seen. Yeah. Well, we have a new experience together next week. You're off next weekend, so we... Oh, someone's yeah. car goes off the road. Man, oh. this this movie does have a lot of car damage. By accident, onto a murder. Oh, no. A grisly murder, they find. No, they, know too much. <gasps> they know too much, John. Yeah. We have those sconces in our basement, by the way. The sconces with the... Where did you get them? Uh-oh. Is that you? Is that why it looks so familiar? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that guy That guy just like fell up the stairs. Oh, oh, people are drowning. I, I've fallen up the stairs drunk before. Really? Maybe that's what is happening for him. Night warning. It, it won an award. It's award winning. It makes sounds like there may have been more than one award. Well, I'm pretty excited. I hope it wasn't a Razzie. A Razzie. I don't think they had Razzies in 1981. No, probably not. Well, I'm pretty excited about that. Well, in the on on the website, okay. So 
in um, on IMDb it says 1981, and on uh, Shutter it says 1982. Okay, it did win an award. Okay, it won won the Golden Scroll of Merit at the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films in 1982. Outstanding achievements. Yes. And uh, Bo Stevenson. Bo Svensson. Bo Svensson. Won the award. Won the award. He wrote the script, I'm guessing. Okay. And no, Bo Svensson is in it. Oh, never mind. And then Saturn Award, Best Low Budget Film nominee. Couldn't win that one. Well, I'm pretty excited to see that. It's a Shutter Essential. So we've actually done both Brewers Brews and Gross's Corner in this episode. Yep. Um, How was the lemon one? Did you have that tonight? Not yet. Is there one in here? Yeah, there's one. It should be oh. one. No, I might not have brought one up. Because I only have one left after I pour this one. And it's a cashmere, oh. which I'm also having right now. I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay. Well, you have a two-hour psychology exam to take, huh? I do. And I'm going to listen to podcasts and go to bed. And then I'm going to play hockey and stay up all night and then go grocery shopping. Yeah. Well, he has to stay up all night what a because... twisted life we live. He has to go to work tomorrow night. So, he's, so we're on, on different schedules. But we overlap in this beautiful Venn diagram to be here with you, the listener. Hi, Sarah. Or, and Charlene. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. And now we have to uh, let Stephen know that uh, he has an in- open invite yeah, to, to butcher- watch Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. <laughs> On Shutter Essential. Essential. And if you would like to prepare for this... By watching it in advance, you can, but also you can watch it vicariously through us, as usual. And there's just two things left to do, honey. Uh, Stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye. Hi there. Trish here. John and I are so glad you've decided to listen to this episode. To contact us, please email up to and including death at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials, up to and ID at just about everywhere Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's up to and ID, and that too is the number two. If you have a moment, it'd be great if you can review us on iTunes as long as it's five stars. <laughs> Thank you to Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middle of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice is a rock mix by Stephen Kartenberg, copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you. Goodbye.